to me, my balloonyacs. Aeronaut Zack here with your friendly neighborhood content warning. That part was Spider-Man, not X-Men, but we're going with it. This is a podcast where we let the internet ask us questions, and that is always a mistake. So, we are sometimes uh, adult-themed adjacent, and we will say all of the naughty words. Now, on with the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, and we've stopped our journey to Westchester to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? What is the wildest abandoned X-Men plotline? I have three. Okay. I only have one, so I'll go first. Okay. Because I, I don't know enough, deep enough X-History to, to think of anything that was just, like, super dropped, like, mid-plotline or anything like that. But I can think of one idea that I know was originally in place for a character that we've brought up this season that, if it had went forward, would wildly change pretty much all of X-History from that point forward. Is it Magneto and Zorn? No, that it's a Wolverine actually being a mutated Wolverine. Okay, that was one of mine, so yes. Oh, that one I very much love. And I still kind of, I'm going to keep that in my head canon that uh, a it, Wolverine did mutate into a man. You know what? That's better than the actual Wolverine Origin comic. I, come fight me, nerds. I don't like Wolverine Origins. But that would wildly change a <laughs> lot of X everything. history because of how prominent of a character Wolvie became. I still love that Wolverine was almost killed in his second X-Men appearance. And I'm also going to... Oh, here's, a, here's also a, another little... Uh, a Sabretooth being Wolvie's father. Yeah, there's a whole lot of Wolvie's origin ones that have been written off. Uh, his brother, his father... Lover? It hasn't come up yet, but I'm kind of surprised, to be honest with you. Damn, that is shocking. Marvel, get your shit together. I want that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You've done everything else. So, yes, there is... It's like a single panel appearance where someone is... A scientist is looking over his DNA, and he's like, it's, you're not really a mutant, you're not even a human! And I'm like, what does that mean? And then stuff happens, because it's the X-Men, and they just never came back to that. <laughs> I would come back to that. <laughs> I would be like, hey, uh, excuse me, no, please, what do you mean I'm not even human? Never came back to, never talked about again. After all the battle's done, dust is settled, just like last panel. Wolverine's like, like, I got a thing I was thinking about, but man, I am just beat. Like, <laughs> I have had my head literally blown off too many times. That was back in the day when like a bullet could kill Wolverine if he wasn't given mm, time yeah. to heal. Wolverine's healing power used to be three bullets and he was still dead. He just could survive one, maybe two. When did it become the point that like he could be shot in the heart or the brain and it'll It increased like... over time and then when they tore out the adamantium in the 90s and they had to be like, oh, he'll heal from that. Like, what? <laughs> and it's revealed that the reason why Wolverine's healing power wasn't as strong before was that it was spending all the time fighting off the adamantium poisoning that would come from having your bones covered in metal. Oh, and just like being filled with metal all of the just, time. Mm -hmm. Constant metal poisoning. And beyond metal poisoning, build up a scar tissue around all of that metal inside of your body that you are not carrying. I can tie this to the plot because it brings together an abandoned Wolverine plotline. Gladly. <laughs> after the Onslaught Crisis, or around the time of the Onslaught Crisis, when he gets all of the adamantium pulled out of his body, he's transformed into a weird feral state that mm -hmm. didn't have a nose. <laughs> yeah, noseless wolf. And it's, looked really bad. It's so bad. And they, at one point, give him a image inducer, the thing that Nightcrawler uses to look human, to look like his old self while he was learning to process. And then the very next issue, he just looks like his normal self again, and they never talked about that again. They had 
had no plan to get rid of Noseless Wolfie, so they gave him an image inducer, and I guess theoretically that just might be still what's happening? If you wanted to? Although his body has been destroyed several times since And I was then. about to say, in the current era, you also... I, trying to think if he's been re reborn by Krakoa yet. No, but he did die after his healing factor died and then it was brought... Never mind. We don't have time for this. This reminds me of a question for maybe later, or I don't know if we have time, but... Uh, how many times has Wolverine died? No, uh, what, how, what? what's the worst he could survive, I guess? Well, how, he has survived an atomic bomb. Yes. How much of him has to survive for him to survive? Like he could, Just his skeleton. Ju just, the, just his skeleton? It was some sweet-ass imagery, I will give it that. Humberto Ramos drew that like a motherfucker. How the fuck does that work? It doesn't. I mean, that's more than... I imagine there's got to be some brain in there, maybe, right? Inside the inside that They don't piece. show it to us, but I'm not exactly like digging through Wolfie's skull as it's growing back. I mean, he's still not the strongest healing factor. Deadpool. Well, yeah. And Hulk. Hulk. But two other things. One, because you jokingly made a reference to X-Men Muppet Babies right before we started recording. Oh, because I don't know any actually uh, X-Men storylines. And, and we I was were like, reminded well, it, that the X-Men exist. Mojo created the X-Babies. <laughs> Mojo being the alternate universe TV producer. And also my favorite uh, X-Men villain. At one point, Longshot and Dazzler, who had recently gotten married, hang out to raise the X-Babies in the Mojoverse while leading a rebellion against Mojo. It is revealed in a comic, Dazzler shows up, she doesn't know if Longshot's alive or dead, the X-Babies are missing, because to up the ratings, Mojo recreated the Age of Apocalypse in the X-Babies format, and they took over the Mojoverse. Dazzler had shown up to get help from the X-Men, pulled into another mission, and then disappears at the end of the plotline because the very next issue was the first issue of Grant Morrison's run, and so they dropped every running plotline from before it. So Dazzler shows up saying, um, can you guys help me against, like, baby apocalypse, please? <laughs> Fights Magneto, and then is like, ah, we, I got this. And it's never been mentioned again. It sorted itself In out. both Dazzler and Longshot, we ne it's never mentioned again. I wish so hard. I don't like the Mojo or the X-Babies, and I wanted to read this. Oh my god, I need this to exist. <laughs> it would have been so... It's such a lost opportunity that during the latest Secret Wars, part of Battle World wasn't Muppet... <laughs> X-Babies, Age of Apocalypse. Baby Apocalypse? Baby Apocalypse? Just imagine Baby baby Xavier, because he, he's basically... He's just, a little bald guy. He's a little bald guy. Um, guy. And then my last one isn't nearly as wild as that, like, on the overarching... As I said the sentence, I was like, man, I should have saved this one for last. But it is Marvel, you fucking cowards, that they countered this. Chris Claremont had always set it up so Mystique was in a relationship with her partner, Destiny, who was a precog. It was only in the last couple years that they actually acknowledged that those two were a couple, just for a long time. They're like, no, you can't. So they just depicted them as, like, super close. Clearly they're a couple, but it's never explicitly stated. Just gal pals? You kind of, uh... They're friends. Oh, these two people were buried together embracing. They were good buddies. Thanks, archaeologists. <laughs> oh, they're roommates in a one-bedroom apartment. And she comes over every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now, it is also true... They're that not together, though. Nightcrawler is Mystique's son. She was not originally supposed to be his mother. She was supposed to be his father. She was supposed to have transformed herself into a man, impregnated Destiny, and they had a kid together, and Nightcrawler was what came out of it. They weren't allowed to do that storyline, because Marvel's fucking cowardly. And oh, instead, it wow. became the Demon Azazel. 
mm-hmm. who is only fun in the issue where in the afterlife he's leading a pirate crew to try and overtake heaven. Oh, which that, that is fun. That's a great issue. But, but everything else about Azazel is terrible. Yeah, no, the the fact that he took away the possibility of Mystique being uh, Nightcrawler's father completely demotes anything else he's done. Also, let's just take a moment to talk about how powerful that makes Mystique's transformation ability. Because usually when someone transforms, it's just like a A, physical... Like a a cover. Surface, yeah. Yeah, And even Mystique, she can't replicate powers unless it's something like Wolverine's claws, and even then they're not that strong. Yeah. But we're talking about changing, changing your body physicality at like not even a snap of a fingers, to the point that you are now producing new bodily fluids. That's a gross way of putting that, but that is wildly powerful. Like, what the hell? Genetically viable (laughs) fluids. Like, you're, like... It it makes Mystique's powers terrifyingly powerful. Yeah. And I want someone to do something with this, to really, like, start exploring what she can actually do. Yeah, because I feel like if you like if you explore that more, you, she would have the ability to manipulate her genetic level way more than you would expect, I feel. I agree. Even if it's it might be subconscious that she's just, like, able to take on a persona way more st- specifically. I don't know. But that's fascinating. But so, yeah, uh, I think X-Babies, X-Babies Age of Apocalypse is really, like, the winner of Wildest Abandoned Storyline. But Like, I want to see that storyline. <laughs> even if it's literally just redone Age of Apocalypse panel for panel with the X-Babies. Oh, man. Yeah, in all honesty, I'm gonna give that the the winning winning okay. pick, mostly just because uh, the other ch- options I feel are good to either just my head cannon and is fine when that being my head cannon. In order to keep our journey going, we have to realign our computer with some of the minds that are hanging out around Westchester and all the X Men, based on a list that Professor X sent me. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with knowledge about all these different characters. He's gonna have to see what he can think of when I read off this next name, and any misses he'll have to make up for at the end of our season before we touch down and go jump into Blackbird. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Marrow? Marrow. Her real name is Sarah. She is, luckily for me, from one of the first X-Men comics I ever bought, so she's on, like, Love her. Not a great character. Love her. (laughs) Oh, yeah, same. I very much love this character. She is first appeared shortly after Age of Apocalypse, actually, where she was a member of the Morlocks. It is revealed in her... Okay, so first of all, her real name is Sarah. Her mutant power is that she grows bones out of Mm -hmm. her body and can pull them out to do stuff. Like, she has to pull out the excess bones, otherwise she'll just calcify. And she can turn them into, like, knives and stuff. Basically, Quill from X-Men Evolution, or Spike from X-Men Evolution, was her but a dude, Mm -hmm. and I still don't understand why they did that, but eh, Spike was born. Marrow survived the Morlock Massacre because Gambit saved her. The Morlock Massacre is where Mr. Sinister said in the Marauders to kill all of the Morlocks. He hired Gambit to bring them to the Morlock Tunnels, with Gambit not knowing that they were going to then kill all the Morlocks. Gambit has held crazy guilt about this ever since, for very obvious reasons. He is able to save one girl, though, who is later revealed to be Marrow. Later, oh, she is at this point raised by Callista? Callisto? Um, She was friends with Storm. Callisto. Who Storm 
fought for leadership of the Morlocks. The main thing I know, I think she's a tracker and she wears an eye patch all the time. Not important to this other than Callisto is probably the only person that Marrow really respects. Colossus's older brother, Mikhail, who was a crazed cosmonaut with reality-altering mutant powers, takes all of the Morlocks into a separate dimension that they come up with a dark name for and sets up a new world called The Hill, where he goes and lives on the top of the hill, and anyone who makes it to the top of the hill gets to live with him in his special new utopia world. But you have to go through a bunch of horrible murder and torture and dark things to get there. Marrow gets to the top of the hill and trains herself kind of to become a leader of a new terrorist group called Gene Nation and comes back to Earth. Mm-hmm. where it is some of the more extremist X-Men villains and extremist attacks. This is before 9-11, but where terrorism was starting to become much more recognized in the public perception still. Uh, she ends up being defeated by Storm when Storm tears out her heart? Yes. Like, in a battle to the death? What the fuck? For the leadership of the Morlocks. And even Storm was like, I was not okay with that. <laughs> um, but I wasn't she, going that hard. But she survives... Because it turns out she had two hearts. What? Secondary mutation because of how much her bone body she is grows. Her body compensates by being like, I'm not going to let you accidentally puncture your own heart by growing too much rib. After an event called Operation okay, Zero Tolerance, which we don't have time to go into, the government trying to take out the X-Men, Marrow is dropped off by Callisto at the X-Mansion and forced to join the team. She becomes a regular member of the team, at first being extremely difficult to get along with, but then becoming a pretty devoted member, where she goes through some really bad storylines, including getting rebuilt to be pretty now and suddenly wearing, like, a bunch of pink. Um, she later leaves the X-Men, S.H.I.E.L.D. erases her memory, and she goes on a few dates with Spider-Man, who thought his wife was dead at the time. Definitely don't have time for that. She later is recruited by Weapon X, where her powers are turned into something she can control, and she starts basically making Wolverine claws, making her both kind of a precursor to X-23 and super uninteresting compared to who she was before. She loses her powers during M-Day, but she keeps the bones still, so she can no longer tear them out and they're not growing new ones, but she still just has spikes, bones sticking out of her body. Mm. Um, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awful. There's a few other things that happen, but she has recently started reappearing in the Krakoan era with much more of her traditional power set and kind of reset to who they were kind of originally aiming for her to be before they just abandoned her. Mero! Mero! Why do I feel like they did... They did a version of her in the uh, original cartoon. No, but they did her in one of the movies. I think X3, so... Yeah, X3. And it was super... It was It was basically just, like, wrist shot. It was Lazy Marrow, yeah. Bone spikes. Oh, yeah, that was really... x is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Phoned it in a lot. <laughs> uh-uh. About that. Any, that's it for today, folks. We're taking <laughs> off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvrm.com. It is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. <laughs> <laughs>